Hello and welcome to another episode of Love Boat. I'm your host, Matt Johnson. Carter is here, Preet is not, but we have special guest Cole Smith, fellow contributor to Zone Coverage. How you doing, Cole? How you feeling after this Vikings draft? I'm doing good. Feeling uh, feeling pretty good. I didn't know exactly what to expect uh, going into it, but, uh, you know, could have been a lot of fireworks trading up, would have been a lot of fun. I don't know how that would have contributed to this season, but right. I think it all fell the way it probably should for a competitive 2023. So, yeah, I think you hit it on the head. Uh, Carter, you can pipe in on this, but I think it looks like they drafted to go forward with Kirk next year for sure, possibly mm-hmm. down the road. And it looks like they're really trying to be competitive next year. I mean, some of the, even the undrafted free agents we picked up seems like they might be plug in and play in a sense. And, you know, the revamped defense we're about to see. So Carter, is that kind of the read you get from an outside perspective that the Vikings are drafting to play these guys ASAP? So, okay. To first start with the Kirk thing, I don't really look at this draft as like a sign to show that he might be the quarterback going forward. If anything, it's super helpful right now. But if you look at a lot of the Mm -hmm. people that were drafted, you're just building a good situation for right now. Cause a lot of these guys can come in and play instantly. I guess the exception of Jaron Hall and they're going mm-hmm. to be pretty good up front is what you'd like to think. And, you know, a lot of yeah. the undrafted free agents are also filling the holes, like you said. But I wouldn't really look at it as like a surefire sign that Kirk is going to be the quarterback of the future and even going forward. If anything, you have all these guys, if specifically you look at who they drafted, a lot of them will be people that could take up contract money in the future if they're really good. So if anything, I'd kind of look at it as maybe the opposite. Because they are at such yeah, maybe like a safe plan in case they do have to move on from Kirk to, you know, even a lesser talented quarterback. I mean, they just have a lot of skill positions here. Yeah. And most of the time, those are going to be the ones that are going to have to end up taking up a lot of the cap. So I wouldn't really look at it as a surefire sign that Kirk is there. But I really like this draft, honestly, more than the Vikings last draft, because it really feels like it's kind of giving the team an identity, whereas it it was kind of weirdly plagued by athleticism scores and injuries last year. This just kind of seems more like there's going to be that instant impact factor really no matter what, just because of the sheer positions that you drafted. Yeah. I was kind of buying into the steam that they were going to trade up and get that, you know, quarterback prospect, especially when we saw Will Levis fall a little bit. And then those weird trades with the Texans early on, obviously they did end up grabbing a quarterback, but Cole, what was kind of your expectation for the first pick? Did you think they were picking a wide receiver? Jordan Addison, I mean, obviously he's the guy, but that was not really the exact answer we heard before the draft. But you mean, was I expecting receiver by the time pick 23 came or just going into the draft? Going into the draft. Going into the draft, I was, I don't know, maybe I was just getting too hyped up. I was expecting them to try making a trade up. <laughs> I think so too. Uh, I was like, if Richardson can start falling past six, seven, eight, you know, I thought that was going to be the move, but goes off at four and it's like, okay. So then I didn't know, I don't know. Receiver made sense going into it, but there's uh, a lot of rumors about it, I suppose. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I felt like it made the most sense to kind of make the offense more complete. I, I know you guys are kind of talking about whether KJ Osborne can be a wide receiver too. I don't really see it personally. I like him, but uh, yeah, I thought receiver would make sense if they were to stand pat and not get a quarterback. 
You know, I was uh, I was anti wide receiver first round pretty, pretty starkly. And after the pick, I have to say I'm pretty happy with it because they did get some really good defenders. It seems like in this draft, Um, at least that fit the role. I don't know if they're going to be starting this year, but then we also have like last year's draft that are going to hopefully show up. It's going to be a lot of new players into this team, especially defense going into this season. And I do want to add to that, too, to what you said, Matt, like Jordan Addison is great. Yeah, like that's of, <laughs> coming out of last year, he was everybody's number one receiver. And then, you know, he was at Pitt, transferred to USC to go be with Caleb Williams and Lincoln, Lincoln Riley. And like, he is amazing. I mean, the only really the only knock on him that I saw coming out was just that he's not that big. But like his ball skills are amazing. His route running is top tier and he can catch over the shoulder extremely well and take things to the house. To me, it's almost kind of like a discount. Um, oh my lord, why am I blanking on his name? Justin Jefferson to me, literally just kind of shrunk down just a little bit. Yeah, you say route running, and then Justin Jefferson pops in your head, Diggs pops into your head, guys like that. Uh, surprising, those are both Vikings, but former Vikings. But you know, I think it's a safe bet, and I'm just excited. I was not really buying into this team that you need somebody to take the pressure off Jefferson, especially since we got Hawkinson for that second round we were missing this year. But, you know, I guess nothing bad can come from it. Addison's obviously super talented, and we've seen it with, like, Miami having two really good deep threats, or I guess in our case, all-around good wide receivers. And versatility is something this draft really went about. Um, We saw that with the defenders. You know, Jay Ward could play safety or corner. Um, Undrafted free agents are kind of all over the map. So with the new defense, that's kind of where these mid-round picks all went after... You know, they were bookend by a wide receiver and a running back. So as far as balance, I think the draft was good. Do you guys really know a lot about Mikai Blackman? Um, I just I saw his uh, PFF scores and everything, which is about the extent of it, that he was like top five in coverage, both in man coverage and his own coverage uh, last year. And then I just know he's a little undersized, um, but Sounds like a good pick and we're able to trade back a little bit and yeah. sound like he was a target even at 87. So pick up an extra few picks and seem like they got their guy there. So like Addison, I think they saw the guy they wanted fall in to their spot or a spot where they could garner more picks. And that's who they went for because they, you know, I don't think they're too worried about this. We saw it last draft where maybe some of the guys they drafted were reaches in a sense, according to experts, but I don't think they care because, you know, you have this many picks, you're in this many spots, you pick the guys you like, you don't wait or reach too far ahead. But, you know, if this guy's on your board, he's the top of your board, you just grab him where you're at. I assume there's no reason to really fall under peer pressure that you're reaching just because, you know, some media outlets think you are. Absolutely. I think that's no. the strategy. No, that's how it felt with like uh, Spielman half the time. It seemed like he actually went after like a lot of <laughs> fan favorites. It, it it sort of felt like every once in a while. Yeah. But no, I, I, could, buy, I buy that. Yeah. So I don't know. Something about if a GM's doing what everybody on Twitter's clamoring for, maybe it's not always the best pick. But... Yeah. I think Rick did it like <laughs> it almost was like Rick was looking at mock drafts and he's like, yeah. oh, that guy's there. He's at the top of this guy's like these this many. I mean, obviously, he probably didn't do that. I swear. I hope to God he didn't. But 
it was almost like he's like, oh, this guy's at the top of the power rankings. Like you're doing a Madden draft. I'll grab him. You know, that's right. what it felt like with Rick. With Quasi, it's like, oh, I like this guy. He's not projected to go for six more picks, but I'll just grab him here. You know. Yeah. Um, what was it that uh, Chris Ballard put out on Twitter? It was something like, would you rather take this quarterback or this quarter? It, it was something with Anthony Richardson and Will Levis that he he put like he asked on Twitter, would you rather would you like to have both and have a competition like uh, the 49ers did with like Steve Young? So you're proposing like the Texans pick two quarterbacks, two and three, and then they're like, battle it out. <laughs> Can you imagine that? I did see that. Yeah, it, I, I think not, it was like, yeah. It was an interesting proposal. I got the name right, right? Chris Ballard, owner of the Colts. I might have just completely screwed that owner up. Owner of the Colts. Oh, who's the, oh, oh Jim Ursay. Uh, Jim Ursay. Uh, yeah. Did I say yeah. Chris Ballard? Good grief. Yeah, I was like, I don't know about that <laughs> My one. My bad. Well, that yeah. sounds like an Ursay quote, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. So. I just could, that brain just completely You mean our favorite owner right that there. we talk about like weekly almost? I guess we haven't since the season, but yeah. good Ursay. <laughs> Uh, that's why he's just ingrained in my mind right so with the lack of second round picks you know Makai was in the third I think Jay Ward was also in the third round I'll just pull it up he was, um, he was I think he was fourth he was fourth, round. fourth round 32 he was listed as a safety but I guess he is also slotted as a corner he's 6'1 fairly big um, I, between him and Blackman they just seem like Flores picks you know like big ball hawks you know that can play in the secondary i'm very excited for the change in defense but hopefully you know we'll get to see booth jr scene's probably gonna play and start i assume because we don't have a lot of depth at safety anymore unless you consider josh metellus a starting safety i don't mm-hmm. um i guess we still bind them right yeah yeah i bind them's he's fine. mediocre yeah i mean i definitely okay with him not being a starter <laughs> But he's good depth. Yeah, especially with like questions. I always forget about this, but all the concussions that um Caleb Evans. Caleb Evans was getting. I forget about that because he actually had a good year for a rookie as a corner because that's a hard, you know, it's a hard position to switch into in the NFL, but not switch, but transition from college to NFL. And you know, that's disappointing. But hopefully he's healthy and you know, he might start off the season for all we know, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, he looked better than Andrew Booth did. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Even it really all seems up front like injuries. you're going to have more of an impact just instantly. You know? It's like I don't crazy. know if that's just me, but like even like after last year's draft, I don't think too many people were talking about how that how these people are going to change anything like this or anything just instantly. But like this, right. it seems like everyone's excited after kind of like a period of I don't want to say dreariness or like dread almost because of what last year's draft set up. So it's like so weird to see how much more optimistic people are right now. And it's just draft time. That's how it gets. We're Vikings fans. We love all these undrafted free (laughs) agents, dude. It's kind of a it's like a mental disease how we are. We get so attached to some of these guys just because they're good stories. What's the fullback that Preet's obsessed with that played like two games in the preseason that he knows all about? So I couldn't tell you off the, the top. Of he's, brought, he's brought it up twice on the podcast now. Not CJ Ham. You're not talking about right. No, like, gosh, no, 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 no. On the Vikings? Yeah, I've played in like preseason games, and he's obsessed with them. We'll we'll go back and rewind Nick the Muse? tapes. He's, no, oh, I'm, I'm the one who's obsessed with Nick. Yeah. Muse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm yeah, sure I don't it, either. It's some deep cut name that was from 20 years ago that Preet knows. You know, he he'd, he'd instantly know if he was here right now. <laughs> he would. Um, okay, and then we got. I think it's Jacqueline Roy. Roy, 
a defensive tackle. I haven't heard his name too much, so I've only read. Yeah, um, I I got to watch him a little bit at LSU. He's pretty good for pretty good value. I mean, you're getting a solid SEC starter right there. I don't really know too much about his strengths, but he kind of gave Auburn some some hardships up in the middle when they played him. So that's pretty much all I know up front is that he's a pretty solid player. He wasn't really on my radar or anything, but he's good. Yeah, you were getting to the later rounds, so that's expected. You know, he fills a position of need. I looked up a couple of draft profiles. Comparison was Delvin Tomlinson, so that's good news as far as I'm concerned. You know, he'll be slotted in if he... You could, I mean, if you're on looking on the D line, we need just bodies there. If he's good at all, he's probably going to be in the rotation for a limited amount of snaps. Um, we'll see after you know camp, but I mean, he's if he's in the final roster, yeah, he'll probably get some snaps. Yeah, I heard he's pretty good at rushing the passer. So, I mean, even if he can just get in on third down or something, there's something special about big nose tackles that can rush the passer, like watching, yeah, uh, Delvin Tomlinson just rush. That is always fun. Um, Next is Jaron Hall, a quarterback. And this kind of echoes what we've been saying on the love boat, Carter and Preet and I. uh, Just grab a quarterback late, mid-rounds, and then you just try to develop a quarterback every single year. And we kind of have a need at backup. I don't know if it's a strong need, but, you know, fifth round or uh, sixth round seems right. Sorry, fifth round, late fifth round is when we drafted Jaron Hall. From what I can see, and I'm sure Carter has some to add, maybe you too, Cole, but he's kind of a, you know, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He's a good touchdown to interception ratio, uh, you know, a del- developmental prospect maybe. And I think he just is one of those guys that it's like you draft a quarterback, you try to develop him every year. Do you guys have anything to add yeah. on Jaron Hall? Well, do you yeah. know who he, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, you're good. No, I was, I don't know. I, I like that we went after some sort of quarterback right. it sounded like it was just a guy they actually liked, not, you know, a ponder pick where you're just like, Oh shit, we, we <laughs> need to get somebody and uh, just completely screw yourself. So sounds like he has the intangibles. Um, and he's a little sounds- small, but right. he's got good. I don't know if it's mechanics, but everything I'm seeing is that, you know, he's got good touch on the ball. He can throw the deep ball. He's short, but, you know, Drew Brees was short. You know, Russell Wilson's short, whatever. I don't care about that that much. He was the same height as them, basically, so. Yeah, yeah, and he's 25, which is old in NFL rookie terms, even though it's five years younger than me, which is depressing. But <laughs> Yeah, we're getting to that time, too. <laughs> yeah. Um, what would you have to say about him, Carter? So, we'll start out with the joke about it. Um you know who he sat behind for quite a few years? No. Zach Wilson. Oh, great, <laughs> great teacher. Yeah. So, but no, he's actually pretty solid. Um, Because the thing is, let's say, and this is just completely off the cuff and not really even related to the fact that he sat behind him for Perfect. however many years. But let's just say you're getting a Zach Wilson value in what was it the sixth round like that's not even not pretty that much. bad you're getting a person who is can play in the nfl and led the jets to what a five and two record like that's not a it's a completely off the cuff way to look at it but the thing is is he's proven that he can work in the same system and he arguably 
kind of had a better statistical season and a few points than Zach Wilson did this upcoming year. And 31 touchdown passes in college to only six interceptions, pretty good. And nonetheless, you can call him a system guy, whatever you want to say. He's super athletic, which is something that I think a lot of people are really going to like about him and get hyped about it. The same reasons that everybody liked Kellen Moore, but that's a different story. Um, But I'm excited about it. You know, I think like you said, Matt, drafting a quarterback every year, you can't really go wrong with. But like something that I think that we've talked about even more, which is even more impactful, is drafting a running back every year. And I have to say, I am Smooth so transition. pumped, so, so pumped <laughs> about segue. Dwayne McBride. Thank you. I appreciate it. You took what Going... I wrote on the page, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Hey, I had I had to give myself the moment as the backup no, host. You're going to want to talk about this, here. guys, so I'll totally hand it over to you. Oh, dude. So going to school in Alabama – um, he's been the talk for a while, just going to school at UAB, just right up the road. And, you know, normally you get a lot of talk from the Auburn and Alabama stuff, but like, it seems like a lot of people around me have known who he is for a while. And with good reason, he had almost 1800 rushing yards last year. I couldn't tell you the receiving yards off the top of my head, but to get that in the seventh round is unreal. And it's like UAB is not playing joke teams per se. Their schedule is not like a complete, uh, like, you know, snooze fest. They have a few good teams on there. And like the fact that he did that is unreal to me. And you're getting that such good value. Like I, I love this pick. I love this pick so much. Just all you want to bolster that running back room and make up for the fact that Dalvin may not be there coming up soon. Yeah, he definitely fell in the draft too, is what I'm seeing. Um, obviously, I'm not a draft expert, but he's projected like the fourth round in a lot of mocks. You know, a lot of experts said that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's something interesting about running backs where you can get obviously, you know, a starter, borderline Hall of Famer a lot of times in the first round. But then there's starters in the third, fourth round a lot of the time. I think Madison was a third round pick, and he's our guy now because, well, we'll talk about this in a minute probably, but Dalvin Cook's still in the roster. I don't think he will be for long. I'm surprised he didn't get moved on draft day, but uh, maybe there are talks now to send like Miami if some of the rumors we're hearing are true. But yeah, I'm all for drafting running backs every year too. I mean, Jarek McKinnon was one of those. Asiata, these are mid to late round picks that do have a role in the team because your starting running back isn't going to be playing every snap, no matter what. He is a big guy, too. I didn't know much about him outside of name recognition, and then they started showing his highlights. I was like, man, he's he can move for a big guy. He's kind of like a bowling ball. Like, he's not super tall, but I'm watching him, like, break tackles right now. I think it's a good contrast to the potential future of the running back room, too. Yeah, with Ty Chandler and then uh, Kene. Yeah. I think that's going to be an amazing change of pace. And then, you know, who knows if CJ Ham is going to be there. And if he is built that way, he could play something of a similar role to what a prime CJ Ham could be doing too. Yeah, I don't think pass blocking gets talked about much with running backs when you're talking about the draft. I don't know it if you should. Pass it should blocker. be now no, because of how the yeah. NFL is. It's amazing to me that it's not as huge. Well, I feel like it's not as huge of a subject in terms of the media. I feel it's probably some of the teams probably analyze a lot. Yep, and whether Dalvin gets cut or traded, you know, for a fifth-round pick or whatever, uh, this guy's probably going to get a lot of snaps because we got um, the new tight end, Ed Oliver. Is that his name? Josh Oliver. Josh Oliver. Who's Ed Oliver? He's the, the Bills, Bills D-tackle. D-tackle. Yep. Yeah. Okay, Josh Oliver, great blocker. 
Uh, the low line, we finally have a pretty strong O line for once. I think this team is committed to, you know, pass first and then running back by committee. And this is a perfect pick for that because, I mean, you've tied Chandler. We haven't really seen Kanan Wongwu. We know he's fast, but can he run behind, you know, run from the snap? And then Madison, who's, you know, been good when he's had limited starting time. So, did All right. so I know that McBride, he only had like what three catches in college. Did they say anything about his pass blocking? I, I guess I haven't looked that far. Uh, into I haven't studying. seen anything about that. I actually have his um, one draft profile up. At least we can get, you know, something on him, but almost no pass catching experience over the three seasons. I guess you just don't know, right? Oh, you, you, know you could completely blocking. utilize them differently just because that I think that was partially the nature of the offense. And I think they were utilizing him where he'd be the best, you know, that obviously the experience isn't there, but who's to say that he really can't, you know, it could just be a product of, of system in that sense. I think that's what a lot of blocking is. You've seen some guys, some tackles fail completely. And then you switch. Now this is, you know, a very generic example. It's the but same switch teams yeah. and then they turn out to be an all pro. Yeah. It's happened before. Yeah. Um, that is the draft. They didn't have a ton of picks and it was definitely not quite a Rick Spielman draft where they get, you know, 11 six rounders, but I'm pretty happy with it. Looking back, it wasn't exactly how I thought it'd play out, but I think they got a lot of good players. Now they have agreed to some undrafted free agents. We won't stick on this very long. We don't have much time left, but Andre Carter is a name I've heard a lot out of um, army uh, edge rusher plays in a three, four fits well position of need. Unless somehow we keep Zadarius Smith still can never have enough pass rushers. Do you guys know a lot about this guy? I heard he's a little bit undersized. Needs to hate. Needs to hit the weights. Is what I'm hearing a lot. Um, is it as That's... simple as that? Is he going to be a Daniel Hunter type where he does need to develop, or do you think he can make an instant splash for an undrafted free agent? You know, no guarantees, but he's getting paid a lot for an undrafted free agent. Yeah, no. All I've heard is just that people had him near the top of the top of their undrafted boards by the time the draft ended. And, some people, I think I saw him as high as like ranked ninety something on somebody's big board going into the draft, but that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know how he f- fell. I hear he has like the short arms or whatever, but I don't know <laughs> how he work around or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> you get a lot of guys that have that are like, you know, maybe not perfect specimens, but they have this high motor, this heart to play. Um. I think of a lot of the linebackers the Vikings have drafted in the past where they have a special teams role and then they get snaps and, you know, you move on from them, but you draft them on their work ethic and potential. You know, that's kind of undrafted free agents to me in a nutshell are. Um, it reminds me of like, who's that? Who's that D tackle that always gets compared to Aaron Donald because they went to the same school. They both went to Pitt. Oh, shoot. I know who you're talking about. I just can't remember his um, name. Nancy. No, on the Vikings. Uh, I don't think he is right now. He oh. just cut. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy in the draft. No, 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 no. Okay. But it's just these undrafted guys that you expect to eventually make a splash, but maybe they're not ready to. That's kind of how Andre Carter looks to me. Ivan Pace Jr. is one I've heard. He's an inside linebacker. Big. He's pretty need. solid. He's undersized, but you know he's one of those guys. He's going to play on special teams probably right away. That's what you get him for. And then if he develops, you know, he's got a role there with the departure of Kendricks and then... You know, we'll see how Hicks plays, but he didn't impress me last year. 
And then we're looking at a bunch of O-linemen, um, some wide receivers that were undrafted free agents, a lot of linebackers, which is what I was clamor- clamoring for in the draft. But it looks like they're kind of addressing that this way. And we'll see how that works out because, you know, we get to see um, who's the rookie last year. Uh, Yeah, we get to see Asamoa probably start this year because of the lack of inside linebackers we have. Yeah. And we're going to have to rotate around with some of these guys too, probably soon. This is a extremely random take that you probably won't hear too many people say because I doubt too many people even (laughs) recognized him. But if there's going to be an undrafted free agent that, and I'm not saying it's going to happen. But it's that one undrafted free agent that people could rally behind and really get behind. It usually happens every year. It's probably going to be Thayer Thomas. And if there's any undrafted free agent that Vikings could get behind that has a chance to become like an Adam Thielen type to really just work hard and get your way to there, I could really see that being him. He, I mean, he worked his way up at NC State and is pretty dang good. That's what you look for in the undrafted free agents, though. Oh, well, I was thinking of Jalen Twyman earlier. Um, from oh, gotcha, gotcha. Basically, gotcha. you know, he looked up to Aaron Donald, very similarly physically built. And that's just someone you can rally behind, and they have the heart to try to start, especially that that guy went through a lot to try to get in the NFL. But, yeah, right. I people are hyped about this undrafted free agent class, and that's something unique about – about what they're doing right now, a lot of good signings. And I think that's kind of, this is the kind of thing we're having, you know, an all world equipment manager and all these things that the Vikings were applauded for in the off season. Um, I'm trying to think of how to, wh- wh- what was that poll that they won like first in? Oh, the NFL facilities PA report yeah. card thing or whatever. Yeah. yeah, That's important for free agents. Um, so that's huge. Carter, you probably have to leave, right? All right, let's close out. Uh, thanks so much for coming on, Cole. Check out yeah. Cole on Zone and on Twitter. You write for someone else too, right? Yeah, Purple PTSD. Yep, so check, territory. Yep. Check that out. Uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks for coming back every week. And do you want to say the closing line, Carter? Might as well. You have now just completed your voyage on the love boat. Yep, definitely better than Creek. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks.